Now, it's a prospect no parent wants to think about, but this week is Children's Hospice Week, aimed at drawing attention to the reality of children and their families living with palliative care. Laura Lynn is Ireland's only children's hospice. Henry McKean uh, went for a visit there uh, and joins us now. Afternoon, Henry. Afternoon, Sean. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It's Children's Hospice Week. And the theme this year is Little Moments, Big Impact. And according to new research, 70% of people surveyed were not aware that palliative care can be given to children throughout their illness from diagnosis right through to end of life which can take a number of years kids these kids they live little moments of joy and laura lynn wants families to be able to you know switch off from being carers perhaps have a bath allow parents to be parents and just not be carers whatsoever and children to be children not patients Um, and remember it's free of charge laura lynn wants to take care of the big things uh, when it comes to caring and medical needs of the child so families can focus on living and the little moments. I got to meet Pauline Marr, uh, a Laura Lynn nurse at the Laura Lynn Children's Hospice in Leopardstown, and she feels honoured and privileged and loves getting up for work in the morning. She says that Laura Lynn offers care and support so the child and the family get the fullest life together, including some graduations. I mean, some children graduate, you know, and that's wonderful, you know, so you're looking at children that would be 18, but yet they've been complex through their life. But because they attend Laura Lynn, they've got so much support and they've got so much help throughout the transition of that stay. And, you know, so definitely, but it's it's a place, you know, that they can come, they can talk to people, you know, and they get relief, you know, they get they can unburden themselves with their worries and, you know, that they know their children are being cared for for that time. I understand some mums dads come here for a break and they might sleep for 18 yeah. hours it's, just yeah. to catch up absolutely do you know what that's the most wonderful thing you, you do an admission and a child will come in and you say to mom you know what's what's your goals what's your child's goals well my goal is to go upstairs to one of those rooms and just sleep the whole stay and you know we just laugh you know and it's really love because the accommodation upstairs have baths and stuff and they just might want to have a bath that's another thing because they couldn't you have know, a bath in their own home abs- they're too busy Karen. absolutely huge and that's a huge thing and it's so simple to us but to that family that bath means huge a huge amount to the family so it's really lovely yeah families just come and they know what they want you know which is great that was Pauline Maher there uh, a, a nurse at uh, Laura Inn I suppose because when people say palliative care you mm. think about that it's to do with end of life stuff yes. but but Obviously, from what you've said already, they're trying to yeah, switch the focus to, to more change than that. People's attitudes, and you know, it's about life. Really, it's about enjoying those moments together. Uh, and yeah, it's about laughter, joy, uh, and it's a place that families can have that little moment together. Uh, this area uh, where Laura Lynn is based, it's over a three point six acre site. Uh, it's around ten years old. It's modern. It's clean. It's bright. It has a welcoming atmosphere. And there, they've got these kind of modern pods in the garden, a kind of sort of glass ones, and you can sit in them. Teens can relax, or brothers and sisters can relax. Uh, They've got bedrooms for families. Uh, They have a great cafe also, which I had a great coffee in. And it's a home from home, almost like a welcoming hotel. Here is dad, Chris Herdman, whose daughter, Aideen, uses a wheelchair uh, and is uh, non-verbal. She has been coming to Laura Lynn for over 10 years. She's now 15, uh, offering respite to the whole family. Aideen's been coming here now. She's 15 now, so she she was about four when we first heard about Laura Lynn. Um, when Aileen was born in Andrada and during the night they noticed there was uh, something wrong with Aileen that she wasn't uh, soaking, uh, taking a bottle or anything. We were sent home and Aileen was uh, fed um, through a um, tube uh, going into her nose and to her stomach. We had to feed her that way for, for a while. 
and one of our healthcare workers then uh, mentioned Laura Lynn to us. We always call it uh, Aiden's second home because it's, like, it's like a home from home. Like it's uh, Everything is here when you're here. Everything, they have uh, rooms upstairs where you can stay and there's a kitchen there. So you'd have everything you need. When you want to see Aiden, you can just pop down and the nurses would be looking after Aiden. And, or if you've older siblings, you can go off and do things with them. Being Aiden's carer, looking after her, having that respite, how important is it for you? For the family and Aideen? It would be very uh, important because it, it gives us a chance to spend time with Aideen at home and here and also we have to take into account that we have um, other children at home. Now, two of them are grown up at this stage but we have a six-year-old child. It gives us a chance to spend time with him when Aideen's in Laurel Inn and then sometimes he may come over with us then because actually he, he loves coming over to hear us. <laughs> he loves it does <laughs> yeah. he? The staff here, they're doing an amazing, amazing job and like, I don't think a lot of people realise what, what goes on behind the doors for families and what it means to families and that. But unless you're in the situation, um, you wouldn't realise what, uh, what it's worth to the family to have Laurel in here. That was uh, Chris Herdman there uh, uh, talking about his, uh, uh, the time they spend there with his daughter, Aideen. He, he, what, what kind of activities did they do there? Yeah, when Chris was chatting to me, um, Aideen was uh, with Deirdre Howard from uh, Bulla Cree, meaning heartbeat, uh, sort of sound meditation. The children were dancing. They were kind of connecting to each other through sound, relaxing, meditating. Uh, Laura Lynn takes a holistic approach to care, and we start this with a, a big gong. Sensory, absolutely fantastic, isn't yes. it? For the young people, I can feel it, and yeah. I know our listeners can too. And even when I stop playing, it keeps resonating, so it'll keep vibrating. And you only have to hit it gently; you don't have to hit it hard. So I'm Helen Arthur, and I'm one of the music therapists here at Laurelin Children's Hospice. We have two music therapists, and we work in Laurelin House when children are in here. Um, to stay with us and we also work in the family home so we work with the children themselves or siblings or families. Music therapy is quite established here we kind of um, find it's a it's a really good sensory experience to offer our children so it can be quite stimulating or it can be kind of relaxing and also it's very accessible so regardless of um, your abilities or what level of movement you have we can we can kind of use music to express or to make connections with each other so we'll have some children who might really like strong sounds that will really give them a sense of their bodies being in the world and other children might have a more sensitive nature and might need more delicate sounds we have here. So this is a Tibetan singing bowl. It's made from seven different types of metals. Wow. Now if you can put your hands on my wrist you can feel it vibrating. You put that hand. Yeah, your yeah. whole wrist is vibrating. Okay. Yeah. My name is Michelle Hartnett and I am the senior play therapist here in Laurelin Children's Hospice. Play therapists primarily support children to explore emotions and feelings uh, through the narrative that they know best, which is through play. Um, I'm fortunate within Laurel Lynn House that we're involved with a very creative team who allow us to, I suppose, test the boundaries of what play therapy can be and the impact it can make uh, to families. So we've created many projects within the organisation, such as the Laurel Lynn Oscars, which is a script writing and storytelling uh, project that culminates in a cinema experience uh, for the families. So essentially we pop them into the position of being script 
writers, directors and starring in their own movies and then it culminates in a wonderful um, Oscars premiere with other families that attend the service. So really it's about I suppose, building a legacy for the families and having a shared experience and celebrating who they really are. Some fond memories I have from the Oscars is one uh, young man in particular who asked would his fan club still be outside when he left the cinema. Uh, the Mount Anvil Secondary School have supported us for five years now with fan clubs of screaming teens for the children and families as they arrive on the red carpets to make the experience a little bit more authentic. That was, uh, yeah, now, it's a fantastic service, uh, yes. Henry, but it is only based in Dublin. With the, with the, yeah, I imagine yeah. the rest of the country needs something uh, too. You're right, Sean, and listening to that, that's so positive, and they are, they are expanding. I got to meet Dr. Joanne Balfe, a consultant paediatrician, and she talks about Children's Hospice Week, and they're moving to, to Mallow. They're opening up a new hub in Cork, uh, reaching more families who need their support. It's really a week of celebration to talk about... Um, the good aspects of children's palliative care, about how we work to make uh, the life of children full of fun, full of joy. We put uh, you know, life into the days of children, not days into their life. Children's palliative care is very different than adult uh, palliative care. People, when people think about palliative care, they think about the end of life phase, the last few days and hours of life. But in fact, palliative care is care from the moment of a diagnosis of a life-limiting condition. So that's a condition from which somebody will die right through to death and beyond and in children's palliative care that can be a period of many many years so we would have children coming to the hospice from early infancy right through childhood so and we would support the child and their family throughout those years and it's about making uh, improving the child's quality of life so helping them with symptoms helping them to feel well enough to go to school helping them to make music or do art or have fun and we're really keen as an organisation to try and ensure that all children who need uh, our support can access us, which has led to our expansion um, down into the south of the country. And we're opening a hub in Cork, uh, which will hopefully help us to reach more families who need us. That was uh, Dr. Joanne Balfe there, a consultant paediatrician. Now, I mean, and it is lovely what they do, but I suppose mm. in the background, Henry... You know, there are kids there who are very poorly and, and sadly, inevitably, some of them may well lose their life. Yeah, and there is, you're right, there is sadness. But we've got to remember it's about those little moments and making big impacts, which Dr. Joanne Balfe, uh, you know, mentioned. Uh, here is nurse Pauline Marr again. I asked her about coping in these saddest of circumstances. And a lot of the families that would come in with their children for end of life, it's very daunting for this family. It's their most vulnerable time in their life. It's the most saddest time in their life. So when they come here, we have to be very mindful of that and how that we will look after the whole family during this really sad time. And, you know, when what we find is that we get to know these families so well. We're with them the whole time, the journey to life, to end of life at that time. It might be days, it might be just hours. And to be honest, they teach us so much as as a family because the strength that they get you know they get the support from all of us here but the strength that they give us and the strength that they seem to to manage to have is unbelievable so when i leave here you know after say a really sad case or whatever i just think about the strength that family had and i just it makes me feel so privileged to actually have been involved in that case and that family. And I wonder where they get the strength from to actually cope with what they've to deal with at this end of life. Because it's, it's sad, but yet they get the strength. They, they've taught me so much in that, that moment. And it makes me a better person. It makes me take that away. Yeah. 
That was uh, Nurse Pauline uh, Maher there. How did you find it, Henry, that you're a dad? Yeah. It puts everything in perspective. Let's say you've got kids at home and they're messing mm. about and it's all poor me, poor me. This really puts everything in perspective because, you know, Laura Lynn, they're doing great work. But also uh, the, the courage from the families and the resilience from the families and the love and the joy, uh, because there is a lot of love and joy when you're on this earth. And when you when you pass, there's a celebration. So I suppose this is what the, this um, uh, Children's Hospice Week is about. It's about changing attitudes. It's about realising that, uh, you know, that these kids are getting great care. They are having great crack. Uh, and there's, you know, there's things for them to do. And I did get to speak to Kerry McClaverty, CEO of Laura Lynn. Uh, and she explains, um, you know, they do get some state funding, but they need the public support. Children's Hospice Week is such an important week for us. It's the one week in the year where we really get to showcase the work that we do uh, across the country. But more importantly, it's raising awareness uh, about the types of services that we offer and I suppose challenging some of the myths that exist around children's hospice care. A lot of people presume when you talk about hospice care they assume it's predominantly around end-of-life supports and that care is only provided in the last weeks and days of a child's life however children's hospice care is so much more than that and we actually conducted research recently that indicated that about 70 percent of those surveyed thought that children's palliative care is only offered in the last days and and weeks of a child's life however from our perspective it's really important that we support a family through their entire journey right from the point of diagnosis all the way through their symptoms Uh, we provide symptom management care we provide respite supports and nursing hands-on care we also provide family supports to the entire family including grandparents siblings uh, and the parents obviously themselves all the way through to crisis support end-of-life care and onwards for bereavement supports after a child has passed away. Children's Hospice Week is always a a really important time for us to to raise funding, which we need. We are predominantly reliant uh, on uh, the generosity of the Irish public to support the work that we do. And Nicola Coughlin is one of our valued ambassadors. And yes, she has put forward her season three wrap jacket that is available on our website. If you go to www.lauralyn.ie and you can place your bid on uh, on the fantastic jacket we have. uh, We also have obviously a huge amount of fundraising activities that people can get involved with and um, if you go online you can donate directly or if you follow some of our, our uh, social media channels we have Facebook challenges uh, or contact our fundraising team here there's so many different ways that people can get involved in, in raising funds for us. Tell us about uh, your slogan Uh, Little Moments, Big Impact. Yes, it's the theme of Children's Hospice Week this year and really it comes back to the core of what we try to do here at Laurel Inn. So for us, uh, you know, we can take little moments like going out for coffee or a walk in the park, little moments that to us we take for granted. But for a family caring for a child with a life-limiting condition where their day-to-day existence is is taken up with medications and round-the-clock care and hospital appointments and those little moments that we take for granted are so hard for them to achieve so at Laura Lynn it's for us it's about providing space for the families to enjoy those little moments together as a family so we take care of the big things the medical needs of the child all of those supports and allow the family just to be a family together and creating special memories that they will then have to treasure forever. Uh, Katie texted in to say our daughter Penelope who's five is in receipt of Laura Lynn care we're heading up for our first family say, stay soon with Penelope and her two brothers who are one and three giving us our first family holiday together they're the kindest most compassionate people you could ever meet they've given Penelope 
Penelope some comfort back and we will be forever grateful. Uh, says Katie. Thanks a million for that, uh, Henry. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, the Hollywood you don't know.